Oh, uh, I love you, but your keyboard is still a nightmare. Well, it's it's only used twice during recording, but it's just one of those things. Yeah, Eldritch Nightmare is a good way to describe your keyboard, love. It's just one of those things, parentheses, that makes me want to kill myself, end parentheses. You are not incorrect. <laughs> Listening to Boku No Stop, an anime podcast. I am your host, Chris Taylor, and with me is Matt Marcus and Fletcher. Today we are discussing episodes 7 and 8 of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Last time we talked about episodes 5 and 6, in which Shinji touched a boob, formed a real human friendship with a lady, and Nerve was attacked and defeated the perfect foe by using all of Japan's electricity. So, with that out of the way, let's get into today's episodes, starting with episode 7, Jet Alone. Yes! It's pretty mm-hmm. good. This episode yeah. owns. It's fine. <laughs> it's pretty good. So, we open on the geofront, and Gendo is on the phone with someone talking about an FOI request. That's Freedom of Information Act. I guess it'd be a FOIA request if it was American. And the stranger asks about another project, and Gendo says, based on the end of the information you gave me, it shouldn't be a problem. So it, it looks like there's a, somebody he's dealing with, and they're exchanging information. He says specifically, I falsified the data on that, by the way. It was yep. a report about angels. Uh, so he's <sighs> wheeling and dealing in the background yep. here. It's Gendo. It's Gendo, apparently. Uh and we see a grainy black and white photo of a robot, which is a reference to the Not a Problem project. Yeah. But then we do a hard cut into slice of life stuff. Shinji is giving Misato crap about the fact that beer is not breakfast, and also it's your turn to cook and you're smashed. Why am I letting you drive? Uh, Misato instead says, Guess what? I'm your mommy today. I'm going to be at your parent teacher meeting. And that is when Toji and Ida show up and Shinji gets the hell out. Mm-hmm. What did you say about breakfast, Matt? Well, I'm saying they call it a breakfast out for a reason. You have it for breakfast. Of course, they don't no, have that in Japan. she's not drinking Iron Brew. <laughs> Iron Brew's a soda, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. It is if you're Irish. Mm-hmm. Scottish. It's Scottish. Fuck off. Either way. I'm Irish. (laughs) Oh, no wonder you agreed to record an anime podcast like a subhuman. Yep, you caught me. We're the Polish of Europe. (laughs) That's true. Wait, what? Wait, what? Also, also. (laughs) You know what? Fine. (laughs) The Irish are the the Poles of Europe and the Slav. The Slavs are the Brazilians of Europe. There you go. So we see Unit 1 in the hangar. Shinji is inside of it. He's reflecting on what Ava is for. Uh, Come to think of it, what is my robot for? The entry plug smells like blood, but I feel so relaxed here. Why? Hmm. There are bio... I made the thinking emoji face when I did that. Uh, why? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to jump ahead since I know nothing about this. I assume that, like, Eva's cloned from his DNA or something, right? It's got to be something like that. Sure. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah, you're wrong there, but you're not entirely wrong. Yeah, it's got to be something like that, because the next episode, they say that he's got a ridiculously high sync rate for having zero training, and there's got to be a reason, and, and it's probably tied into what he's talking about here, or suggesting. Well, it could right. also have to do with what, you know, drives the piloting, why they're yeah. chosen as pilots. That too, I guess, yeah. Nah. Is it shitty parenting? You'll never guess. Of course not. It's wild, but it, think about it is, what all the kids have in common. 
Uh, they're extremely insecure. Zero social skills. Zero's oh, and zeros. Well, I don't, I don't know. Well, we'll see when we meet the next pilot. Yeah, you've got, you've got more pilots to come. You'll get more info. Okay. There's the scene where they're basically complaining about budgets, how they have to replace the bio component in the chest that was severely damaged in the uh, last battle. Uh, it's, there's a very good bit where they're complaining mm-hmm. about the budget in the yep. scene that no one is, nothing is moving at all. It's very <laughs> funny. I, I made That's... a note of that myself. <laughs> That is kind of the Hideakiano promise. Oops, we spent it all. Mm-hmm. What do you mean there are 13 episodes left? <laughs> well, mm. we spent it all on the next episode, which looks very good. And uh, the one after the, that, too. This is just on that note. Matt, you probably don't know this story. They were given millions of dollars to create the rebuild movies for Evangelion. And as a result, they spent it all on the first. Nice. Literally, they spent the entire budget that was supposed to be for four movies on one. It looks really good, though. Was it worth it? It's it does. good looking. And it did become the best-selling Blu-ray in Japanese history at the time. So it paid itself back, but it was a very, very Hideakiano move. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so what ended up beating it? Um, I do not actually know the current rank. It might still be up there. I just mm-hmm. don't know what's changed since the mid-2000s. It's probably a Dragon Ball Z movie. So, get we cut to Gendo. He's on a plane. He's meeting with some rando, but the way the meeting starts is very good because Gendo's by himself on the plane, and the guy says, Do you mind if I sit here? Mm-hmm. Oh, Which yeah, that's very, very funny. <laughs> The rando says the uh, budget for sample collection was approved. Um, the entire UN but the US approved the money for uh, Unit 6. And the guy says they're starting on Unit 8. And Gendo says, we have no choice but to defeat the angels. And the other guy says, yeah, we don't want another second impact. Oh, God. I This is an aside, but I, I tried to look up the highest-selling Blu-ray in Japan, and I, I couldn't find it quickly, at least the ones that weren't just animation. But I found a list for the U.S., and Frozen, Avatar, and Despicable, Despicable Me 2 are the first three. That doesn't shock me. Despicable <laughs> Me 2 is pretty okay. Is it? Um, I don't know. Family sells a lot of physical media these days. I mm. have seen Despicable Me 2 a lot. And number four is uh, Star Wars 7. So I have never seen a Despicable Me. Neither have I. Look, it's because you don't live the depressing reality where I do, where I was mentally trying to figure out if I have seen Despicable Me 2 or Boss Baby more times. Oh. I have seen more of the Boss Baby TV show. There's a no, TV show? I've seen show? all of that also. Please. Yeah. Please. This list I, is kind I of just depressing. had to see it after, you know, discovering there was a whole episode about constipation and hallucination. Children's TV is garbage. Mostly, yeah. Yeah. I uh, disagree, says man who podcasts about children's TV regularly. Look, I love Steven Universe. I just got my wife up to current through season five, like yesterday. <laughs> Let's talk about Totally Spies. Uh, is that the, was that Kim Possible or is that a different one? A different no, no, it's definitely different. Okay, I don't, I don't know. They have the shows. makeup compacts with like the weird as their weird magic smartphones before smartphones were thought of by humans. Yeah, I just know the characters that get cosplayed and then shown on like Kotaku's website, being like, "Hey, look, this one's sexy now." Jennifer Hale voices one of them. Oh, nice. Shinji is starting to learn the true history of Second Impact, which was not caused by an asteroid. Fifteen years ago, we discovered the humanoid being that was dubbed the first angel, but a giant explosion happened and caused second impact, wrecking the ice caps at the polar, uh, at the South Pole? South Pole. Mm -hmm. I thought it was the South Pole, yeah. Nerve and Ava are a program designed to prevent a third. It's the next day's breakfast scene. Misato says she's going to Old Tokyo for business. Ritsuko and Masato head to a helicopter via head to a helicopter via conference. Head <laughs> to a conference via helicopter. You can tell I've been awake for a while. And the mm-hmm. JSDF, for those who do not know, Japanese Self-Defense Forces, 
you might want to hear our pay-exclusive episode on Shin Godzilla for more on that, mm-hmm. are showing off a new device. They open the floor for questions, and Ritsuko raises her hand to go, Hey, shouldn't a nuclear reactor not be in a device designed to combat angels? He says, Yeah, but it's better than a weapon that only works for five minutes at a time. Uh, and Wait, thus on. begins the two of them playing the dozens about their giant robots. Wait, hold on. Is this? I thought that they said that the SSDF wasn't going to be there, and this was being hosted by the Japan Heavy Chemical Industries. Is is this actual yes. army, or is this like it is a... being hosted by them? But they didn't okay. build it. They were like oh, a okay. in its construction. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I was like trying to take notes. Like, oh, who was like? Not not that any of these names are probably going to be important come next nope. episode. <laughs> They're just the guys that fire all the missiles before the robots come out. Please. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. Uh, I do like... <laughs> there's, that, there's that great bit at the end, though, where they go, women, am I right? Uh, the middle of this conference, uh, they're, like, touting... This guy up on stage is touting this new machine, and they open the floor for questions, and there's a funny shot of all the different tables, and everyone's, you know, having a good time. It's an industry party, and then there's just Masato and Ritsuko just alone at the nerve table which is an interesting visual. But uh, Ritsuko starts asking, like, really aggro questions about it, specifically the the nuclear device in it, and especially considering that this is uh, supposed to be for hand-to-hand combat. And the guy just starts dunking on her real hard, like, basically Uh saying, well, it's better than those nerve robots that, you know, are based upon the mental stability of its pilots, you know, and... Then it, they go haywire like a woman in hysterics. And then everybody and starts everyone laughing. Everyone laughs. It's like, I watched that and I was like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no, you didn't. He then says, because nerve relies on the human heart, it is allowed to have things run out of control, which is why they had a massive supplementary budget. And as a result, uh, 20,000 people in multiple countries are starving. He says the world is tired of Nerve's extra-legal ability to avoid responsibility, and given time, they will replicate the AT field and Nerve's day in the sun will be over. Mm-hmm. And this entire time, like, Ritsuko is getting more and more agitated while, uh, while Misato is just sort of, like, not paying attention and just sort of telling Ritsuko, it's like, you, you should back off, you're looking childish. And then we cut to her fucking destroying a locker with her foot. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, she gets the same line back at her from Ritsuko, like, stop what you're doing, that looks childish. That doesn't make any sense. Ritsuko says, stop it, you're acting childish. And then we see her destroying a manual with a lighter. Yeah, no, it's it's a good scene because it shows how both characters react very differently to the same, uh, well. And yet have a same core problem with authority. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like the look yeah. in Ritsuko's eyes as she burns that thing, and it's like calling uh, that guy like a small man for being petty. Oh, he's just up there looking for phrase. He's a small man on the inside. <laughs> like rough. But uh, the real, the real, the real core of the scene is Masato asks how they knew about the AT field and how they got the shots of Unit One, and Ritsuko says there's been an enormous leak in classified in- info. It was Gendo, which will come back much later. Right? That has to be Gendo, yeah. right? They were just talking about it. Like the hmm? very the very first scene of this episode, Gendo was talking about putting out information uh about the angels. That has to be the leak. No. No? No, that's different. Oh, okay. Cause we're gonna deal with the leak later. Uh the information ah. he was talking about that he doctored is probably what was presented at this meeting, not the actual leaked intel, which was Unit 01 went berserk. Which is when he holds that photo up, it has the classified stamped right across it. Gotcha. Yeah, Gendo was talking about sabotaging Jet Alone. Right, right. Like, I I knew that... Well, yeah, we'll get there. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, I thought that was the project that wasn't a problem, which was separate from the exchange of information in that conversation. Anyway, it's not really super clear. I mean, it's it is not super to me. clear. The exchange of information is the um, the key of Nebuchadnezzar, which we see at the end of this episode. Oh. All right, then. It's cool. We'll get there, too. <laughs> <sighs> but 
Spoilers, so that name doesn't mean literally anything. <laughs> yeah. All right. Don't think about it. Yeah. Uh, don't don't presume that history is going to come into play. The key of Nebuchadnezzar has nothing to do with actual events. Anyhow, the JSDF activate their Ava Project clone, Jet Alone. It begins walking slowly, and then that's the point when the reactor starts melting down and remote control of the system is not doing anything. It proceeds to walk right through the observation building. Mm-hmm. Uh, Misato's response to this is immediately, how do we wipe it? Get clearance. Get on it. There's some, uh, there's some good, there's a, some good, like, telephone tag going on here. Oh, yeah, oh. this definitely, like, flashes me back to Shin Godzilla, where it's like, oh, I need authorization, he calls one guy. Oh, I gave authorization powers to this guy, don't bother me. And the other guy's on the golf course, which, how is there still a golf course? <laughs> you know, because, like, half the earth is flooded and whatnot, like, and they like, still way more than half. Did they say there's something like 30% of the previous landmass left, and some of it's a golf course? Yeah, yeah, Look, no, it's hilarious. Let's just be honest with ourselves. After the world goes to shit, Mar-a-Lago will still be there. <laughs> no, no, we already know that one's doomed. But no, there'll be a ten thousand foot wall around it, and you play golf in this fucking golf course recessed into the ocean. You know, I actually do like the idea of golf craters. So thank you, thank you for that. <laughs> I literally played golf for the first time this week. It's bad. It's hard. Yeah, mini golf is golf, but good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, dude, real real golf. Anyway, I no, I thought it was please, fun. I suck though. Please, I suck really please, hard. Give give me your incredible like middle aged white man opinion on golf. So you know you just have a real connection to history. You know, going back to uh, you know I don't really give a fuck about golf that much. I just, All right, bagger fans. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, so no. Boring. Golf is good in Mario form. Golf is good no, in Mario form. Please, yeah. not even then. Tiger Woods PGA I'm, Tour I'm is pretty fun. Of those Mario Golf games. I got really into PGA Tour 04 back in the day. Mm-hmm. Those, those are solid. <sighs> Anyhow, Misato <laughs> is going to do something very stupid and climb inside the nuclear robot to manually input the password and calls the overheating for unit o- nuclear robot. <laughs> yeah, and calls for Unit 01 to stall it and you know do a bit of damage control. They axe mm-hmm. the sucker open, literally axing the thing to to give her the password hope and send her inside. It's every Greybeard's wet dream where they get to axe a hard line. <laughs> Look, if you told me I could take the axe to something at my job, I would fucking do it. And it's I not would your boss. pull rank to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's getting cut. <laughs> Let's see, where where did we stop? Oh, yeah. All right, so Masato, they're on a plane. They're bringing the Ava Unit 1. Masato's briefing uh, Shinji on the plan, which is uh, go drop me off and, uh, I guess, slow it down for a bit. And Shinji's, like, pretty concerned about the whole thing, and uh, Masato's just like, no, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. So... They do that. Masato almost falls off the side of the robot. The robot has a really goofy walk cycle when it's walking real fast because it's got the, the slack arms thing going. It just looks real goofy. Yeah, it does. And uh, so she uh, she gets in the robot with, you know, and Misato she, get in the robot. Yes, uh-huh. she did. And Unit one stops the robot from walking. He like sort of leans up against it. And then like some steam shoots out of it. He puts his hand over it. And I, I don't know why. Because <laughs> I don't know, but that keeps happening. It's very funny. Because, like, like, oh, this is overheating. I should cover up all the places heat is escaping. Yeah, I, I don't under. I mean, I guess that heat could also be radiation, but like. No, he also, can't. She already right? told him he'll be fine. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, if you have a thing that's a reactor and then it bursts a hole, then there should be radiation coming out of it. But it's not like putting his hand over it's going to make a difference. Nope. Um, nope. It would stop it from spreading on trade winds. I guess. That's definitely what he was thinking about. Uh-huh. Not just that this would be a funny thing to have happen. Yeah. I'm just saying we will get <laughs> letters 
Yeah. That, that's not true. We haven't told anyone that, how they can contact us, and we probably never will. <laughs> it's safer that way. Anyway, so Masato's in there, and she punches in the code, and it yeah, doesn't work. Is. I'm sorry. It, the code doesn't work. Yeah. There's an error. She says, someone must have changed the program. And then she starts trying to push one of these rod things uh, in order to, uh-huh. I don't know, like, vent it. And it looks like she's going to do it. And then all of a sudden, the machine just flicks back onto working and sets itself right. And all the lights turn green, which is baffling to me because this is explicitly meant to be unmanned. So why would you have separate shit's fucked and shit's good lights? I don't know. It looks pretty. At any rate, she tells herself that somebody set up the whole scenario because she wasn't the one who fixed it. I mean, also right before and right before it goes, we see a screen that says delete right before they activate the robot. So we see oh, yeah. somebody deleting all of the program, all like all of the control code. Yeah. Yeah. So clearly Which, something very good up. understanding of computers. Just delete it all and it'll still go. <laughs> yeah. So we cut back. Ritsuko's briefing Gendo in the office. Uh, she says that besides Masato's actions, everything went according to plan. And then we get the same the same breakfast thing. Uh, Shinji is extra mad at Masato, and he tells uh, Aida and Toji, who are still like jizzing all over Masato's existence, uh, that she's very different at home. Uh, she's coarse, uncool, and sloppy. And Aida says, how nice for you. She lets you see a side of her that she won't let anyone else see. That means your family. And then the episode is over. Aww. Ding Why do you think dong. this episode is so good, Fletch? Because I love the giant jet jaguar on a rampage sequence. Why would you not? It because it's not that not that exciting. It's absolutely <laughs> that exciting. Somebody set a SimCity 2000 disaster in motion, and the robot is attacking the city. I I will say the reactor temperature interface is like the worst way to convey that information. It's like a circle made out of green hexes that turn red from the bottom to the top. No, it's a hex made out of Everything green circles. Everything is hex-based in this new economy, because there's only one programmer left alive, and he <laughs> loves hexes. He's <laughs> old Yulilia with hexes. They Must got be. stuck with the, cru- the with the fucking crusty sea guy and not like a UX guy? <laughs> yeah, no UX guys survived Second Impact. <laughs> they were all living in coastal regions. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you think that you think they would ha- inst- they would have like uh, boat homes, which would actually be the top of their ivory towers. Ah, mm-hmm. you will never get a UX designer on a boat unless they are throwing up. Mm-hmm. I was on a boat. Were uh, also also I'm the worst UX designer. <laughs> They're like. Don't you think this is a subpar experience? I'm like, no, I think this is what the user deserves. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once upon a time, I would have thought that was terrible, but then I started working with all <laughs> sorts of customers. Then you get a customer <laughs> request, and you're like, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm the analyst. <laughs> I don't even have to design anything. All right. You don't even have to do anything. All right, you just say, time. I don't know, it seems good. No, I definitely have to figure out where the hell the embezzled money is going. So we start episode eight, Asuka of Strikes. Uh, episode opens with Gendo on the phone talking about some cargo that is on the way. And then we go to Aida, Shinji, Toji, and Misato are in a nerve chopper. Misato says they're going to be taking a pleasure cruise on the Pacific Ocean, and then we see a massive fleet of UN ships. And Ida is, like, jizzing in his pants this entire time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The pilot of Ava Unit 02, Asuka Langley Soryu. She's German and redheaded. She's also a lady. She's, She's also, a lady. also the worst. <laughs> really? <laughs> worst girl? Really? You're in that camp, huh? Okay. She's all right here. Asuka comes off as worst girl until the end. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Matt, what are your thoughts on Asuka thus far? I mean, eh. I mean, like, I haven't seen enough of her. Like, of course, she's brash and she shakes up the, uh, you know, she's a big foil to Shinji. And I guess that's the point. But, you know, yeah. so far, ha- they haven't seen enough of her. 
other than like this very first scene, of course, she's there, she's wearing a, you know, a really cute little sundress thing and it immediately flies up in her face and everyone sees her panties and she slaps the three boys for just standing there, which is actually for one thing, like gross. Why does that have to be there? Second of all, uh, did you notice that uh, she broke um, Ida's camera? Yep, that's very funny. Uh-huh. Also, but yes. also her her line of like that's that's the uh, the viewing fee is is pretty good. But then immediately after that, Toji decides to just uh, whip out his cock. Yeah, he's the worst. Yeah, that does happen. He's the worst. He'd be the guy sending dick pics on OK Cupid. That's okay. Toji gets his later. <laughs> Toji <sighs> is. Definitely toxic masculinity, the dude. Uh, also, that's not the last time someone will whip out their cock in Ava. Oh, great. Oh, yes, I know. Actually, I know about that. <laughs> I do know about that. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, also Masato's just standing there being like, well, that happened. Yep. Yeah, Masato's <laughs> not getting involved in this. That's uh, That's youngster shit. Mm-hmm. Well, what she, she you know is that getting... thing young people do: look up each other's skirts and pull out their dicks. We were just talking about Dragon Ball, and I know how many times Goku's balls come out. Shut up. <laughs> uh. Anyway, Misato is getting involved in some pulling rank shit, talking to the captain. Who blah blah blah? They're having a piss baby fight about who's in charge, which is. The captain is in charge unless something goes wrong, and then Misato outranks him. Yeah, and she but plays it real a cool. A dude named Kaji shows up, and Misato is not happy about it. Kaji is, uh, to put it in terms that other people will understand, either Snow from Final Fantasy Thirteen or <laughs> oh. your dirtbag brother's older friend. I can see both. Yeah, because like, why not both? Yeah, why not both? It could uh, be both. I'm, I'm just saying that depending on your frame of reference, those are both very good uh, summaries of the man. So, so here's they the are thing: all having, I would interpret snow, whatever you would have to give me the game qualifier for snow because that would mean something radically different for all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah, true. I... Kaji is like snow, Audrey, Canadian stop. rap icon. Hmm. No. Yeah, I, 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 I don't like Kaji because the first thing he shows up and says, you know, he's sitting at the table with everybody, you know, like the, all the, all the young people and Masada, and, and he goes, he goes over to Shinji and be like, "Yeah, I hit that." Matt, <laughs> yeah, I got bad news for you. Oh no, Kaji is the closest thing to a good person that exists in this show. Oh, good lord! <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, that's also true. <laughs> Except there's one better, but that's an argument for later. We've already had this argument. Not a person. Yeah, yeah. Also, just... while he's saying I hit that, it's covered partially by the subtitles, but he's pl- like trying to play footsie with Misato under the table. I did see that. I did notice that too. <laughs> what a creep. Yep. Ugh. Uh, and he's saying and this to like he's saying this of... like a fourteen year old kid. Like, oh, that's your new boyfriend. Does she? No, he goes. Oh, does she still toss and turn in bed? Yep. <laughs> uh huh. And then Asuka gets all mad when Kaji compliments Shinji on his piloting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Shinji and Asuka sneak under a very large tarp. We see Unit Two. It's red. Wait, wait, Chris. We already eyes. talked about the scene where a dress flies up. Yes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Why are you trying to fat shame Asuka? It's a dress, not a tarp, Matt. You're the one who wrote the notes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> Look, I'm just saying the quality of the material is very subpar. What? So wait, following on from that terrible tarp metaphor, does that make Unit 02 her red rocket? I, uh, I did not even consider that. That's very funny. <laughs> Uh, not much. There's not much difference between wait, 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 a hold large on. red hold robot on. and a micro penis. It's a little red man in a boat. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the point where future me splices in Jeff Goldblum talking about how to eat pussy. Thank you. 
head. I love the way, Heather, you eat that sorbet. I myself enjoy the sorbet. But I like what you're saying about letting your tongue and do that. Yes, doing something with your, with, you know, the movement of your head. But I find that you can eat the sorbet while keeping an active tongue. Uh, uh, like this. Uh, yeah, yeah, get that thing active. It doesn't have to be completely dead. Uh, but it really is whatever you feel like doing. So, ah, I like what you're doing there. You do as you feel. Dip it in. And deep. And you can make it deep. I'm never going to be able to eat sorbet like that. It's sticky. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching my own birth. Oh, mm, yes. You show me how you like me to eat sorbet. Can we get a palate cleanser for our palate cleanser? Excuse me? <laughs> oh, did you never watch the League Thanksgiving special? No. No, I missed that one. Uh, I, I, it's, I need to catch up. It's one of the best half hours of television ever. I gave up on the League. I gave up on the League after like season two. I I, I think it was season, season three that happened in. I need to watch oh, that. I st- I'm not gonna lie. I still think about water defense classes a lot. I I really enjoy most of that show. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. No. What I saw of it was very good. Uh. There- yeah. Can I get? Can I continue reading this stuff? <laughs> yeah. Go go right ahead. I'm out of Jeff Goldblum, and I've spliced that in. Okay. Uh. Asuka says that this is the first true final Mata Eva, given that Zero is a prototype and One is the test type. The boat is then rocked by explosions, and we see ra- waves erupting around all of the ships. And uh, Shinji says, let's tell Masato. But Asuka says, nah, fuck that. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So the angel's swimming around. We assume it's an angel, because spoilers, it is. Uh, it's going too fast to be hit with torpedoes. We get, like, there's a, there's a lot of, like, good torpedoes and missiles going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the angel blows up a few ships. Asuka changes into a plug suit in a stairwell. stairwell. She makes Shinji change into a plug suit and then bullies him into getting into the entry plug with her so he, she can show off her, quote, magnificent piloting skills. And there's another peeping scene, too, on top of that, of course. I, I skip. Yeah, it's an anime. Yeah, It was implied. The second anyone is changing clothes, someone else is looking at them. It's true, though, it's true. unfortunately. And, you know, they're both children wearing skin-tight costumes. Oh, here, okay, here's the thing that confuses me, is that he gets into, a, like, a another red suit, just like Asuka has, and I am very confused as to why he's so embarrassed, because it's just as skin-tight as his normal one. Well, Matt, it's red, and red is for the gays. That's not how that works! It's Honestly, lit- it's it's Matt. probably just more. I'm embarrassed to be getting into your clothes. Well, it's not. It's not just that. It's like this is like eighty nine, right? How old is this? What uh. Jesus? This is eighty nine. <laughs> this was the mid nineties. Yeah, it might as well have been. Well, I, I mean, like the one difference. I, I guarantee the... you, yeah. half of it is that this is a a girl's clothes and it's gender colored. I that's r- it. red gendered. <laughs> really. Purple okay. isn't exactly what I would call the height of masculine coloration. Hell yeah. I mean, like, honestly, I think the only difference is, like, it has breast cups, like, on the yeah. front of the suit. Like, that's the one thing. But he's, like, holding his crotch like he's going to pee, which is confusing. Masato is on the bridge taking command because, of course, they are now that it's a crisis situation. The angel is attacking random ships and seems to leave off after every time. Kaji is on the phone in the back uh, with Gendo, who goes, uh, this was not our deal being attacked by an angel. And Gendo goes, no, 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 it's cool. Uh, just peace out if you gotta. Uh, the one thing we skipped is that Misato explicitly says it appears to be looking for something. Mm, yep, yep. <laughs> Which is very plot relevant. Actually. Yeah, yes. well. Not well, that's the whole plot of the show. Well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Asuka tries activating Unit 02 and has to switch the language to Japanese because since she was stupid enough to get another pilot in there with her, Shinji's thought patterns are interfering with the robot. Misato and Captain are fighting again, and Misato goes, fuck you, launch the robot. Asuka stands up from under the Tark, and it gives it a pretty cool cloak effect that you will see on a lot of figurines of Unit 02. Hey, and I will note, be- 
I didn't write in his notes that it's cool. I explicitly wrote cool in quotes because it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely what I rolled my eyes real hard it's, at it. Uh, it's quote cool in the way cloaks are quote cool. Fun fact, they explicitly reference this design in the Mega Man Zero games a few times, giving Zero, who is also a red robot, a cloak. That is yep. very much in this vein. Is it? Is it also like, Possibly a reference to, uh, um, wait, did, did, do you know, how much Gundam do you know, uh, Fletch? Yeah. Uh, cause, uh, I, like, it kind of reminded me of, like, the cloak that Sanrock has, but I think that's only in Endless Waltz. Uh, yeah, that would just be from the upgraded form. Yeah, okay, never mind that. And I think Gundam Wing came after. That would, that would make sense. Gundam is bad. Yeah, it's. I will disagree, but I also know more than you do. I I want to watch more Gundam, but part of me feels like I don't know if I get much out of it. Given, you know. No. What I, mean? I just think the I robots think you look would. cool. I don't think there's a, there is not a lot of Gundam I would recommend. I would recommend original run. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, 08 MS team and probably Iron Blooded Orphans, and that's it. <clears throat> I okay. would absolutely throw in, uh, you know, Zeta. Look, the only one I've Come ever on. seen with any, like, real depth is uh, G Gundam, so it's all up from there. I don't know if I would call what that show has <laughs> depth. Or whatever, like, no, I said I watched enough of it, like, I watched pretty much the whole series. Oh, okay, watched That's with what I meant. Gotcha. Watched with any depth, not that it's deep. I thought you it's were trying to call G deep. Gundam deep. Got it. Got it. It's a. It's deeply offensive, is what it is. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, you said G Gundam, and I immediately, because I'm 12, I thought, how many episodes did it take for them to figure out how to pleasure a woman? Uh, apparently, uh, apparently, Get like it. three, three seasons. How Guess long was it? what? It's in the final one where she merges with a giant biological weapon. Chris, Chris, you do realize like the special attack in that show is called the Burning Finger. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't forget the shining finger. That is the Gundam that I think of when I think about how Gundam is bad, by the way. <laughs> it's you're you're not you're not wrong. I'm not a tremendous fan, but it gave us the kit that you can easily kit bash into a Sailor Moon Gundam, so hey. But why? Because why not? Because this is a secret. Sailor Moon is really good. It's it's pretty good. It has incredible enemy design. It does, actually. It does. <laughs> And it also has uh, Kuniko Matt knows Ikahara. what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. What, what, the shoe lady, the, the shoe monster, and the motorcycle monster. Yeah, no. I... <laughs> the shoe monster is the best. Sexy vacuum. <laughs> well, sexy, actually, the sexy vacuum is the best because the vacuum itself is already really good. Yeah. And then it just turns into a... Yeah, that one's, that one's real good. She has, as the kids say, the suck. Anyhow, Asuka starts leaping from ship to ship and basically ruins an entire fleet. Uh, planes slide into the, the ocean. Deck. She's landing in, on boats in ways that are damaging them. And she pulls out the progressive knife, which is one of my favorite ways to say laser box cutter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, every time it's just you. Yo, check my box cutter. It's like fucking <laughs> low-level gang wars. Like, here's the thing. This entire episode, basically, it's just humiliation porn for Ida, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because there's, like, so many shots of just, fuck this plane, <laughs> fuck this plane, <laughs> fuck all these planes. And he's just going, it's such a waste. <laughs> yeah. It's very good. Uh, and so it's all like super let... vintage, classic, you know, oh, oh, what do you call like the... And they put so much love into all of that. There was a bunch of mm-hmm. Anno is a military hardware nerd in the beginning of this episode. Yeah. And then there's a bunch on these planes and he says, check this out, just fucking pushes them <laughs> off the table. He, he's like a cat with like, you know, the, the cup on the table. He just he's like, oh, uh-huh. let me put that there. Let me just knock that over. Be ashamed if something happened to these planes. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of side uh you know weird series involving anime creators have you ever seen the series that hideaki Anno's wife has done describing living with the man no that sounds awful 
it's actually hilarious because she draws it in this adorable cartoon style. And it's basically just like, I live with a 12 year old man in a 40 year old man's body with millions of dollars. Minus the millions of dollars part. That's like every woman now. Well, I don't know any dude that isn't a man child that is also not 60. I mean, that checks out. Not every woman has to talk about, I came home and he's playing with a fucking $400 common rider figure in the tub. Nah. (laughs) Anyway, that's the man who's behind this show. Anyhow, the angel is now fighting O2. Yes. And Kaji is getting out of here in a plane. Jumps up. Pushes him off the ship. Uh, we get there's some good plane destruction here where the reel of the power cable unspools and slides off and just pushes like fourteen planes off the deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Kaji just goes, "Fuck this shit, I'm out." Yeah, it's true. Uh, so. The angel's biting into O2. We see the core, of, the core in the back of its mouth. Uh, Misato has an idea. Uh, their plan is that their incredible plan is they're going to evacuate two ships, scuttle them along the path of the umbilical uh, cable while reeling it in like a fishing line. Uh, unit two will open it. O two will open its mouth. The ships will go in. Uh, and by go in, I mean we're going to yank its mouth over the ships. Mm-hmm. They will fire the cannons, then self destruct, destroying the target. Okay, I got two questions about about the seed. For one thing. <clears throat> Unit two is like skewered through the stomach, and yet uh-huh. Asuka is not screaming in ridiculous pain. Well, Matt, women were made to endure pain. Didn't uh, you know that? I walked right into that, didn't I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> the actual answer to that would be that neither pilot has amazing sync, and so the whole thing is kind of not feeling for them. I okay. I'm. Well, I mean, they say at the end that there was a moment where the sink really, you know... Yeah, but they spiked. were also not being bitten in half at that moment. Right, but they would still be in, like, r- pain because they were just bitten in half anyway. Uh, also, yeah. th- it's just another scene where, like, the entire time Shinji's trying to help Pilot and Asuka's fighting him and calling him a pervert for some reason. And, like, he he's completely oblivious to, to sex, like, as a character, everyone just goes like, you're such a pervert. He's like, why? What? I don't even, he just doesn't understand what's going on. It just happens all the time to him. I Shinji just think that's... is something when it comes to sex. Apparently. Anyway. <sighs> well, they do the thing. Uh, half of this episode is excited, counting down. Uh... With, like, less than five seconds to go, uh, Asuka and Shinji sync up. Uh, the graph spikes to, like, 100%. They open the mouth. The ships ram into the mouth, breaking off all of the teeth. It looks very gnarly. Yeah, it does. Uh, they fire and explode. The angel gets, like, really grotesquely bloated for a second. And uh, Unit O2 flies out of the water and collapses powerless on the deck. Mm-hmm. And everyone gets back to Japan safely. Indeed. Of course, because it is the aftermath of an angel attack, we immediately go to Ritsuko and Misato talking about how everything has gone tits up. But hey, at least we got some data out of it. You better read this bit verbatim because I had to rewind like ten times to get it all. All right. Kaji speaks to Gendo, who has a case on it. If I read this verbatim, there would be three Fuck typos. You. <laughs> I, I, already ran, I already ran spell check. What do you want from me? Who was a case on his desk? Kaji is not human luggage. Hey, hold on, hold on. He pulls off his pants and says, Gendo, solve this. (laughs) Hey, here's Adam. It came from my body. God. No, we're not doing that. Let's not do Bioshock Infinite. Oh, God. Why not? (laughs) Because they already did that and it was a mistake. A franchise killing mistake. You, you you mean throw rocks at the black people or don't throw rocks at the black people is it an incredibly great moral choice <laughs> uh the oh. dlc was worse that's all i'm gonna say i find that impossible to believe really the dlc actively craps on the prior <clears throat> two games uh... yeah not that they were fantastic either well look they, they were not Fletch. amazing but it's like 
hey, these were okay and at least tried for something. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's smearing poop all over them. Oh, no. Stop. Stop. Why do you have your hand in your diaper? Ken Levine, no. <laughs> you should try to replay Bioshock 1 because that is borderline unplayable because the shooting was bad when it came out and now it's awful. <laughs> oh, I, I have. Yeah. Uh, 2 is the best game in that series in any fashion. It's so boring, though. The level design is not very good. I like parts of it. Anyway. Yeah, there's that one good level where you're on the fucking ride. Look, Fletch. And there's Minerva's in, Den. In one version of the multiverse, Bioshock Infinite is a good game. Just No, just hold that's on the that. entire point of Bioshock <laughs> Infinite. Even when they're being good, they're terrible. <laughs> that's why uh, you have to drown them all. So we have to drown Ken Levine. I w- anyway. Uh. Look, I would support drowning Ken Levine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> New Patreon goal. <laughs> Good lord. You know what? Why not? This is now officially the setup of the Pitch Drop Network. Drown Ken Levine. It I'm... must be drowning. Cannot be anything else. I, I, I am going to extricate myself from this situation. If we don't get enough money to fully fill the bucket, we'll just settle for some light waterboarding. <laughs> I feel like this is where I'm going to cut in the Investigate 311 skit. A quick note from Editing Fletch. I tried it, I realized it didn't play well in audio, and then decided to remove the audio again. You should just look it up on YouTube. Investigate 311 from the Eric Andre Show. Thank you. Mm. Sure, whatever. Uh... Anyhow, they open the case, and Kaji says it's frozen in Bakelite, but still alive, and has restored itself thus far. Without a doubt... This is the keystone to the Human Instrumentality Project. A frozen alien embryo is shown to us, and Gendo says, yes, this is the first human being, Adam. Mm-hmm. Also, Asuka's in Shinji's class now. And the episode ends. What'd you think? I had fun. I got jet It was fun. Yeah, I liked episode eight. A whole bunch. Episode seven. It was okay. It was okay. Yeah, I just dunk I just wish... on me like that right after I say I like Jet Alone. Oh, I, I like, like episode it too. eight. I like it's fine. I'm gonna do the same <laughs> thing with Magnet Diver next week. By the way, <laughs> look, look. I mean, I thought episode seven was was interesting because it just shows like s- some interesting character dynamics, you know, with uh, Ritsuko and uh, Misato. But like all the action. These in two episodes really contain almost all of the pieces for the main plot. By the way. By the way, oh, go figure. I I like Asuka here because like you clearly see that she's got a chip on her shoulder because she's been working hard and like s- thinks a lot of herself that's, yeah, and and that's that's why what she's... makes her mad is right. that when it's not that Shinji is a good pilot, it's that Kaji says he had a very high sink rate without any training, and that's when she gets mad about it. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, yeah. that's that's fine. I mean, that's that's a fine dynamic to set up. I just wish, you know, she weren't objectified twice in the episode she shows up in. That'd be nice. Right, guys? guys? Oh, I have bad news anime. for you about Evangelion. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh. Also, Asuka specifically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I already saw in, like, the next, like, oh, in the next episode, she's in a towel coming out of the shower, because, of course. Oh, oh, no. <sighs> What? Yeah. What if we? What if we em- mentally? Then what if we emotionally? Then mentally? Then physically destroyed this character all in separate steps? Fun. <laughs> all right. It's very good. Oh, of course. It makes me feel bad that that's my favorite part of the series. <laughs> it's a very good arc. Uh, maybe but we should. I feel also bad. feel a little dirty saying that too. Yes. All right. Uh, what do you got for plugs? What awful thing are you up to, Fletcher? At the moment, <laughs> I think it would be... This is two t- months from now. Okay, so by that point... This is two point, months from the 30th, actually. By that point in time, we should have already had the Patreon bonus episode out. If you pay us, you will get to hear multiple hours of us discussing Shin Godzilla. And also, I'm probably talking about Totally Spies on a podcast still. Oh, my God. Cool. It's a good show. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you like 
Did you like trick your significant other into a contract where they can never leave you no matter what you watch? <laughs> of course, that's called marriage, kind of. It's like a it's like a per, pre during and post nuptial. As for me, um, the only other thing I got going on is Lightning Strikes Thrice, the Final Fantasy Thirteen podcast, which uh, I host with these other two guys. That's about it. Hey, we might almost be done with returns by the time this comes out. That's not true. Uh, no, we true. have a long season. Well, by the time this comes out, it'll be four episodes, so we'll be about halfway done. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's it for me. Uh, you can check out my other podcasts on the network, Magmar Sucks, where we stack rank all Pokemon according to how interesting they are. You can catch us next time in two weeks. We'll be talking about episode eight and nine. No, See you later, fuckos. nine and ten. Wait, what? Nine and ten. Okay, episodes nine and ten. See you later, fuckos. <laughs> Ciao. A lot of incredibly stupid things happen this episode, so feel free to have some outtakes. Enjoy. This is also where Ava has its own Mr. Popo in the background. I did see that. I did <laughs> like it's a very funny scene because like there are what three or four like there are American four dudes soldiers there, and they're just, just completely <laughs> immobile. Yeah, one of them's uncomfortably uh, racially dri- drawn. He looks like a Dutch from Black Lagoon. Uh, seen that show. That makes two of us. Anyway. Well, when I described him as a Mr. Popo, you know exactly what he looks like. Mm. Loosely? I think I saw that guy on a stream once. Mr. Popo is the guy in Dragon Ball, in Dragon Ball Z. I never watched those. Not even the abridged? Yeah. No, I, huh. I skipped Dragon Ball. Well, the bridge is pretty funny. Okay. I'll... I don't know. Should we, should we, the should we show... Even if you abridge that thing, it's still 150 episodes at a time. Oh, they're only on episode 60 now. They're almost two-thirds right, of the way why through. Why would you be watching that? Because <gasps> it's funny, Chris. Funny. Don't you have... <laughs> I don't... Don't we have self-respect? I don't understand. No, we're here. Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> like, yeah, I was about to say. Don't you have stuff to do? <laughs> uh, like, it's literally for, anything else? It's been going on for eight years. It's really not that much in the span of time. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop uh, Mr. Popo in the slack, by the way, just for Fletch. Okay, let me look Let's... at Mr. Popo. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Yeah, that's that's Mr. like Popo. a slime became racist. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh my god, it is! His head is exactly shaped like a slime. Well, the, where did you think the slime Same came from? Same artist, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Toriyama did Dragon Ball and Dragon Quest. He yes, used he the lasso tool to just dump bucket blue. We're good to go. Here you go. <laughs> uh, It'll be actually, really easy since Mr. Popo's a one color. Uh, actually, which of those two did come first? Because that is the same face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, when... I think Dragon Ball was first. Well, was that character in Ball or were they in Z? I don't know. Both. Okay. Then, yep. Yeah, Mm, probably Dragon Ball. <sighs> Curious Googling. Because anyway. Dragon Quest would have been 84 or 5. See, what, we just went off on a completely weird tangent here. What? Well, I mean, like, no, this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's totally Mr. Popo fun. is cool. Don't worry about it. I'll take your word. Maybe he's <laughs> got not... a great personality. That's not true. Okay. Mr. Popo is not cool. I was being sarcastic. Oh, here. For Matt's edification about how that guy looks exactly like Dutch. Alright. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have the goatee. But yeah. Also, this guy's bald. They call me Dutch. Dutch is a good name for basic for basically a Somali pirate. Mm-hmm. That's uh, true. Oh, oh, 
Uh, Popo's first appearance was in 1988. Okay, then that means uh, Dragon Quest Dragon... Slime did appear first. Yeah. There you go. It was in uh, Weekly Shonen Jump number 1000-number 13. Toriyama said, oh, this guy, this character will never come back. Let's just control C, control V. Make him a fat guy. <laughs> anyway. Oh, no! <clears throat> and then, whoops, Mr. Popo is still in modern Dragon Ball Z. Exactly yes, like that. Yeah. Wait, that dude is still around in the new stuff? Yes! <laughs> he, he's been grandfathered in, and, apparently. In year 2018, no, but everybody just says, hey, it's Miss my favorite character, Mr. Popo. Wow. As long as, it's, <laughs> as long as it's not some hipster girl selling uh, selling Popo uh, figurines on Etsy. <laughs> Otherwise, that, that might become a problem, apparently. Fuck, I have to look now. <laughs> yeah, let's go look up Mr. Popo on Etsy really quick. <laughs> I'm just going to have to clap again, by the way. I guarantee there are going to be earrings. Oh, no. Mr. Popo. Let's see. We're all Googling the same thing. Oh, Oh, God. Yes, you can just buy a $30 Mr. Popo (laughs) t-shirt. Wow. Uh, This one's even better because the shirt is the color of Mr. Popo. I'm kind of amazed and horrified all at the same time. Look at this one. This is incredible. <laughs> yeah, I've I think I've got the same three results you do. Yeah, same. Wow. Oh, good lord. Wow. The <laughs> one tooth is a thing. You know. Yeah. You could buy Dragon Ball Z branded Groucho Mark glasses, but they're just absurdly racist lips and one tooth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I no longer feel bad about the fact that we have this under the B roll. <laughs> This is a a weird journey. We're going places, boys. We're going places. Wait, why is this character called Goku Black? What is the deal? I Uh, can't do this anymore. Okay, I actually do know the story of that solely because someone someone had to explain a localization joke to me where a Uh, bunch of police are pointing guns at him before someone yells, it's okay, he's not black. Oh, no. That's a real thing. That's a real... That's a real thing that happens. See, and I thought, and I thought, I thought Goku Black was just regular Goku with coffee in it. <laughs> That's gross. Damn it. <laughs> when you, That's so good. When you add coffee to it. That's that makes incredibly you assume you're good. You're talking about Goku semen, the only other liquid you could pour another liquid into. No, you don't know about Pepsi Black. No, I thought it was uh, Coca Cola Black. Was it Coke Black? Okay, was, I knew it was, it was co- one of them. It was Coca-Cola Black new. with no C. It was B-L-A-K. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Any- all right. Good. All right. Let's reel this. Anyway, Asuka's here. <laughs> let's just. Let's. We've got to get back on track. That's like ten minutes. <laughs> also, Asuka's not here yet. Uh, oh wait. Yeah. Well, yeah, she'll we be here to just, We were just there. Asuka's here. No, we made it this far before Mr. Popo came up. <laughs> We we have to get on with it. Asuka's All right, let's here. clap really quick. Okay, what time? Forty-five. All right. Oh shit! 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 Okay. I promise I won't play with my Overwatch resin statues in the bathtub. They're not really articulated, so I don't know why you would. I don't know anything about Overwatch other than Humble Monthly tried to sell it to me, and I said no. It's fine. There's a lot of porn. It's I don't do game. multiplayer. There's a lot of porn. What I've been told. Okay, what if it was all of the frustration of League of Legends, but packed into five-minute matches so you could be more frustrated by the end of the night? I never come away from League of Legends frustrated, but that's because I'm the ignorance is bliss guy. Oh, you missed the you missed the good old days of fucking Dodge Chance Trindamir and APE. Oh no, I I've played on and off for a while. I am just the most annoying person to ever play a Loma game with. Hey, honey, want to talk about playing Dota with me? She's just giving me a kind of horrified death grin right now. (laughs) Get her a microphone! (laughs) Uh, The last time we played, she got very mad at me and Uh vowed never to play with me again. I played League of Legends for the last time two years ago when I play support. And 
my friend who I like but is awful at any video game that requires you to pay attention to anything other than what you are doing mm-hmm. uh, is the ADC. And I can't remember what happened, but I put my fist through my glass top desk, and ever since then I've had a computer hooked up to a TV and have never played League again. That's yeah. fair. Yep. All uh, I'm saying is that when I initiate as Thresh, you better fucking follow through because it's a free kill, and if you don't, I will die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All uh, right. So, 